Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Broadcasting Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. Today, we're going to be talking to our friends from Learning.com about a brand new technology they're offering called Adaptive Keyboarding. We have a, certainly a great show for you today. There's several great ways that you can reach out and be a part of this and all of our shows. You can find us on Twitter at TeacherCast. Leave us a voice message over at TeacherCast.net slash voicemail. Email us at feedback at TeacherCast. .net. And please take a moment today to subscribe to this and all of our shows on teachercast.net slash iTunes and teachercast.net slash YouTube. And again, welcome back to TeacherCast. Today, my guest is Jeff Meyer, the Director of Education from Learning.com. Jeff, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you, Jeff? I am fantastic. Two Jeffs, no waiting. That's the title of our show today. How are things at Learning.com? Things are great at learning.com. We're doing really well. We're um, in our almost 20th year of delivering digital literacy curriculum to students. We have about 2 million students who are active in our system right now using our easy tech digital literacy curriculum and some of our assessments. Uh, so all is good in uh, the world of helping prepare kids to excel in a digital we had fun meeting the team from Learning.com this year at ISTE. Met a lot of great things. And today we're talking about something brand new that you guys launched recently called Adaptive Keyboarding. What is Adaptive Keyboarding? Yeah, Adaptive Keyboarding is a component that we've added to our Easy Tech Digital Literacy curriculum. Uh, we uh, have a unit within our curriculum that was all about ha having uh, helping kids develop their keyboarding skills, grades K through eight. And it had been very popular, but it was time for us to um, incorporate some of the new knowledge we have about best practices in teaching keyboarding and digital literacy into that content. And so we've really updated that content uh, and we developed this uh, component in it called adaptive keyboarding, which is really a personalized type learning environment that uh, is designed to help kids build their technique with keyboarding and their accuracy first, and then focusing more on uh, speed later. And we do this through kind of a personalized gamified learning environment that I can show you in a little bit. Now, now, Jeff, when you're talking about keyboarding, you're, of course, teaching students how to type with their thumbs. Is that correct? <laughs> it seems that way sometimes. But what we're really trying to do is uh, ultimately we want uh, everyone to have uh, some sense of automaticity with their keyboarding skills because we know that keyboarding is a foundational digital literacy skill that's required for success on online assessments in school that kids need to have before they start uh, doing research papers, before they implement any of their, or utilize any of their other digital literacy skills, they've got to have those keyboarding skills kind of intact uh, before they can kind of get started. You know, Plus, I, you know, they've got to have those skills when they're uh, getting ready for college and future careers. So it's just this foundational skill that leads into digital literacy in other areas that we, it makes it so important. Well, well let, let's let's continue with that because I, I work with K-12 students and I spend a lot of time in the elementaries. And I, I know that's one of the focal points of this this system here is the is the younger kids. And I know you just told us why this is important. But the question that is on the mind of a lot of educators is simply 
why is this important? And I'm sure you hear the dot, dot, dot. The kids know how to do this already. Why do we need a program like this? Yeah, um, we hear that a lot. And it's true that the kids do have some digital literacy skills, particularly those skills that are kind of uh, in the area of social media, uh, utilizing cell phones and other things like that. But I think that's kind of a myth that kids have comprehensive digital literacy skills. If you start thinking about things like, uh, can the kids actually uh, think like com computational thinkers or coders, yeah. or can they build a presentation that effectively communicates something, or can they use a spreadsheet to build a budget or to make a presentation or to communicate trends over time? I think when you see that, uh, I believe I think what you're going to find is that uh, kids lack some of the skills that we may assume that they have. Yeah, uh, yeah, I I totally agree. And and working with teachers uh, across the country, I, I think a lot of new teachers, the early twenties. I'm sounding old here. The the early twenty teachers don't have those skills themselves, so they're not sure which skills to make sure that their kids are using. When you're working through this, is this a program where students are on their own or is this a teacher-led students do? What, what is the learning style for this program? Yeah, uh, great question. Um, our keyboarding component is built kind of around a good instructional model. Uh, you know, the basics of classroom instruction are always about, hey, uh, teach some, the kids something new, I, I de in other words, instruct. Uh, then give them the opportunity to apply uh, what they've been taught uh, to uh, give them deeper practice and to develop something on their own, uh, like a project or a product that allows them to use real technology tools to demonstrate their skills. And adaptive keyboarding is designed to do just that. We instruct with our easy tech lessons, we give kids very focused guided practice experiences. That's a new component. And then we have this adaptive keyboarding component that is a personalized learning environment where students develop their own uh, specific skills uh, in a, a, a sort of gamified simulated environment along the way, giving them the opportunity uh, to uh, be self-aware about their own progress, monitor their own progress, and to make decisions about how to improve. I know you have mentioned a couple of times here it is self-based learning. I am interested in seeing what this looks like. Could you share with us a little demo? Yeah, sure. Uh, here's our student interface, and this is the instructional piece where students are simply being instructed uh, on how to place their hands on the keyboard. We have a variety of lessons, grades K through eight, that walk kids through these basic foundational keyboarding skills. Uh, at grades K2, kids are learning how to simply locate keys on the keyboard. Here, they're learning how to place their hands on the keyboard, get the right ergonomic uh, and uh, ergonomics and posture, and they're learning which hands go on which keys on the home row. This is typically around third or fifth grade. There's audio and and. Um, audio feed, uh, audio playback your that you hear behind here, automated road. hands. Your left finger one now, I'm going to show you another component of all the lessons. Right finger one goes on the J key. We also have an right interactive piece two, three, and four, that each allows students uh, to demonstrate their mastery of what the they're learning spot. here. Now practice typing 
the touch keys F and J. All of our lessons are automatically scored by learning.com, saving teachers time, and the scores for all of our lessons in adaptive keyboarding are recorded in an online gradebook. Now, after the students receive basic instruction, you want them to get some more deep practice on what they've learned. And so we also provide guided practice opportunities that allow students to get short, uh, home row specific uh, practice like you see here. Now, if students were working on the number row, this would be practice on specific keys on the number row. If uh, the, this were about lower row or uh, things like that, it'd be on lower row. But the idea is we have short practices and immediate feedback that uh, will deepen students' understanding of things like home row, upper row, and number row. After the students uh, get the opportunity to work through guided practices, then they work in a personalized, uh, adaptive environment that we're calling adaptive keyboarding. You see this here. Adaptive keyboarding allows students to work through simulated and gamified learning environments uh, like this one. Uh, in this one, which is at grades three through five, we call it the uh, Great Keyboard Explorer. Students are working through a series of uh, in, uh, environments. This one is a windsurfing environment. Level one uh, was a mountaineering assignment. And what they're doing is they're moving from different sorts of locales and different sorts of activities in the world and earning badges as they progress through levels. We always provide students with updated data on their current accuracy, word per minute uh, rates, along with uh, uh, the key practice keys that kids need to be working on. Um, as students work through the muscle memory, word challenge, and zone challenge exercises. They have complete flexibility on what type of exercises they want to work on. Muscle memory is all about working on the key strokes uh, that, uh, uh, and key letters that students are having difficulty with, and it'll focus on the student's key practice uh, keys, which right now for this student are K, C, and B. If I look at a muscle memory exercise like this one here, you notice all the K's, C's, and B's, right? Um, if I go back and look at my practice area at the word challenge, you'll see that I get full words this time. But again, the preponderance of the letters and keys are the K, C, and B practice keys, which are my weakness, right? So I have all sorts of formative exercises that allow me to spend time practicing my keyboarding skills. And as I move through these levels, I earn badges and gain time on my own personalized keyboarding learning path uh, to build my keyboarding skills. There's a full dashboard, uh, both in the student interface that you're looking at here. This same dashboard appears for each individual student and is compiled into class uh, uh, results as well uh, for the teacher. Uh, students can see everything from their word per minute rate and accuracy all the way to hot maps that are going to show uh, the keys that are really working for them in green, keys that are giving them a little trouble in yellow, and the keys that are really giving them uh, difficulty in red. Uh, students can work in this uh, adaptive keyboarding environment really almost to infinity. Uh, there are uh, so many levels to go through that the kids really could work through this an entire year on their own. 
uh, two to three times a week, about 15 minutes a week, and they could build uh, their technique accuracy and speed. So bottom line, adaptive keyboarding is a personalized learning environment for students to develop their own keyboarding skills. And we focus first on helping them with technique, then accuracy, and then building speed. Jeff, I got to tell you, it looks absolutely easy to use. And as you're going through the demo here, I'm, I'm finding myself trying to practice on my own keyboards here because it just seems so simple for students of all ages. And by all ages, I do mean adults. <laughs> yeah, I can use it myself, believe me. What is the best way for somebody to go about um, exploring this? Is this something that a school district signs up for? Or can a teacher just do this with their schools? How does this all work? Yeah, um, generally, uh, a school or a school district works with learning.com to purchase uh, adaptive keyboarding. Uh, it can be purchased uh, bundled with our word processing solution or as part of our comprehensive digital literacy solution called EasyTech. Now, if you're just looking at keyboarding itself and you're kind of wondering, well, what does this kind of cost? The prices kind of vary because we do have school-based pricing and individual student pricing, and it changes a little bit based upon how many students are at the school and things like that. Bottom line, the price for this ranges from about $3 to $5 a student for a one-year subscription, uh, depending upon how many kiddos you've got. That's pretty affordable, and I, I can absolutely see school districts all over the place bringing a system like this in. Is this something that you need a specific type of machine for, or if I was a Chromebook, Windows, Mac, what's the optimal environment that we're looking for? Yeah, um, all of the uh, keyboarding content that we've shown you is developed in HTML5, so no Flash plugins, no special apps or anything like that to make this run. Just any standard browser will, will work. iPad schools would be able to use this? Absolutely. Now, you probably do want to look at external keyboards for keyboarding uh, instead of having kids keyboarding on a screen like you would expect on a tablet device. Uh, so external keyboards are important. Jeff, I got to tell you, this is an absolutely fantastic program. One more time, where do we go to learn more about this program? Sure. Uh, to learn more about the program, uh, we invite you to visit our website. It's really simple. We're learning.com. So just go to www.learning.com and you can find out all sorts of information about our adaptive keyboarding component and our other solutions like our comprehensive digital literacy solution, EasyTech for K-8 students uh, as well. And if you have individual questions for me, feel free to contact me I'm just Jay Meyer, J-N-E-Y-E-R, at learning.com, and I can connect you with folks who can help you as well. And we will have all of this information on the show notes. Of course, you can also reach out to them on Twitter, Facebook, everything at learning.com, spelled out D-O-T-C-O-M. Jeff, thank you so much for spending time with us today, and it was great catching up with the team this year at ISTE. Great to be with you, Jeff. And of course, thank you guys out there for spending time with TeacherCast today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. I hope you guys are having a great time here at the beginning of the school year. I know I am. We've had a blast helping kids create 
amazing things using their Chromebooks this year. So lots of good stuff here on the TeacherCast front. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. There's several great ways that you can reach out and be a part of the show each and every week. We love it when you find us on Twitter at TeacherCast. Leave us a voicemail over at TeacherCast.net slash voicemail. Email us at feedback at TeacherCast.net. And please, if you love these shows, take a moment to subscribe, rate, and rank us over at TeacherCast.net slash iTunes and TeacherCast.net slash YouTube. On behalf of everybody here on the TeacherCast Educational Broadcasting Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students.